Trash NATO. Trash NATO. <laughs> Is it a blustery uh, day up there in New York as well, Linda? That's the theme of today's podcast. So blustery. Well, it's trash day in my neighborhood, and uh, so that means all the garbage was out on the streets, ready to be sixty mile an hour gusted all around everywhere. It's a fucking mess. This happens in my neighborhood too. Like, uh, I, th- I think it's worse here with recycling because trash is most of the time going to be in trash bags, uh, whereas recycling people just put out loose. Yeah. So if we have a windy day on recycling day, there's a street near my house that north-south street, the wind just races down, and uh, yeah, you get a big old uh, tumbleweed of Gatorade bottles and yeah. pill boxes. I, and and there was just like just dirt and dust and just like stuff in the air because it, it was like the kind of wind that just when the trash is involved you can actually see the wind pattern because the trash is riding the wind mm-hmm. in these spirals next to the Rite Aid into my mouth ooh yum yum <laughs> get some of that like, city oh. living <laughs> like, I don't even want to know what that is like why that's how you build up your immunity now you're, now you're, now you're immortal <laughs> you can't die now yeah like don't take antibiotics and <laughs> eat garbage Eat a big dust. dust devil, you see. Yum, yum, yum. Uh, Gobble it up. Yeah, that's my day. Oh, just blown around. Trash NATO. Sometimes I feel like you're you're kind of a tumbleweed of a person. You just kind of, you know, go where the wind <laughs> takes you. That's true. I don't mean that derogatorily. Tumbleweeds are pretty amazing. <laughs> I didn't realize until I was older uh, that tumbleweeds are like a living plant. I thought it was like a plant died and what? started tumbling along, but tumbleweeds are alive. And their method of gathering water is to blow around and pick up water. Wait, so I actually think, I remember learning this, but I was like, it's been a long time since I thought about this. And so I didn't remember. You don't spend every day thinking about tumbleweeds? Yeah, surprisingly not. Um, Say more. So is there like a little root system inside the ball of weed? Uh, Or... I don't know. I guess they I don't guess, need roots. I feel like it they is just, kind of mostly root, maybe. Is it like a succulent? Or is it like... Weird. A tumbleweed is a structural part of the above-ground anatomy of a number of species of plants of diaspore that, once it's mature and dry, detaches from its root or stem and tumbles away in the wind. There you go. In most huh. such species, the tumbleweed is, in effect, the entire plant apart from the root system... But in other plants, a hollow fruit or inflorescence might serve the function. Hmm. Oh, no. Huh. Uh, turns out this thing I thought I knew was totally false. It says apart Wait, from its so primary it's vascular real. system and roots, the tissues of a tumbleweed structure are dead. <gasps> okay. And, yeah, basically the tumbling is a adaptation to spread the seeds. So, oh, okay. So it's a seed spreader. Yeah. But it's not going around drinking up water. It's not like a little puppy. Look like at us spreading up. misinformation on this podcast. I should look at me <laughs> spreading misinformation on this podcast. You've been snoped. I stand corrected. Citation needed. <laughs> so what else should we be wrong about? <laughs> I don't know. I've started uh, reading Twitter again to my, to my, I don't know. What's the word? 
Uh, it's not good for me, but I started reading Twitter again, so uh, I feel like we're just wrong about everything. That, that's the general yeah. feeling I have when I read Twitter, is that I am wrong about everything, and so is everybody else. Everybody's wrong all the time. There's no being right. Yeah. We had a funny tweet the other day. Which one was my funny tweet? I retweeted you. I said it was a hot take. Was that funny to you? It was funny. You said that product designers are just PMs with pictures. Yeah, that's how I feel. Which is... Pretty true. That's my feelings. I, I caught some caught some hate in the mentions there. Some people were uh, coming out. Oh yeah. <laughs> I have. We uh, didn't I, quite. We didn't quite cross the threshold of like hundreds and hundreds of likes, where people would have felt even more anonymous. And I was hoping that's what would have happened. No, we didn't get quite people, there. People. Yeah. I have one uh, one Twitter friend who is not part of the design world at all. Uh, he mostly tweets about political things, and so uh, that's why I follow him. And uh, when I tweeted it, he, like, made a funny comment. Because it was, like, 6.30 in the morning or something. Or maybe 7 in the morning because I just got back from the gym. And I felt like doing a toot. And so I did one. And he commented <laughs> and said, uh, and kind of made fun of me for, like, posting a hot take at 7.30 in the morning. And he was also making fun of it because it's, it was worded like a hot take. But he did not perceive it as one because he's not a design person. So right. I think it sounded like uh, a very trivial kind of throwaway stupid thing. And then I was like, just you watch. I'm going to get I'm going to get some people coming up at me. My mentions because of his tweet. And sure <laughs> yeah. enough, I did. Sure enough. Sure enough. But yeah, once uh, we hung that. up last week and I think a mere uh, like hours later, Bernie Sanders officially announced his campaign for president again. Oh, my God. And this is the I thing know. I was curious to talk to you about. If you're willing politics? to talk politics. Oh, boy. I feel all consumed by politics. I feel like... Uh, my amount of political engagement and awareness uh, in the past two and a half years has quadrupled. It is like a thing that I read books on now, and I don't know. I feel like I think about it all the time. Really? Yeah. I don't think about it enough. I don't uh, educate myself enough. I, I am the problem. <laughs> I don't think you're the problem. Tell me about the well, ways in which no. you think you're the problem. Okay, I'm not the problem. I do vote. I do, like form loose opinions but i can't carry on like a whole dinner's worth of conversation about just politics is it because it doesn't interest you or like what is it about politics you're kind of about i think nowadays it is just too depressing um for me and i think that it's always been something that i just feel rather uneducated about like i don't have years and years of context of knowing so then i just feel intimidated when like somebody says a thing and i don't know about it and so like sometimes i'll look that thing up and then jump back into the conversation and then sometimes i just like give up but it's like a problem that worsens itself because if you're lacking a certain amount of context for whatever reason and that intimidates you from looking into it even further then you're like building that gap of information <laughs> even wider for yourself yeah this so, relationship you're describing to a topic where you just feel like i don't know enough about this to have an opinion about it is how i've come to feel about almost everything in my entire life like uh, yeah. I, I, a big part of my adulthood was i i made a joke once uh that you, you can download your twitter archives right and twitter used to be a very big part of my life uh because i mean because it, uh, communication is really important to me like it, me 
I feel like one of my skills, one of the things I'm like good at and can do well is like translating an idea into some communicable format where people can understand it. And like that's the kind of adrenaline rush I get from Twitter where it's like I feel like I've been able to be useful somehow by, you know, for lack of a better word, like posting a hot take, right? Like, like translating something into a little snippet of text that makes somebody think about something differently. I mean, to my dumb tweet you talked about earlier, like a couple people responded <laughs> and were like, oh, this makes total sense. And like just unlocked the way I think about this thing or said something nice to that effect. And I was like, that's, that's what I like Twitter for, right? And that's what I liked it for 10 years ago when I joined the stupid service. Yeah. And, uh, I like it when it makes me feel good. Right. Uh, and you can download an archive of your tweets, uh, which I've done every six months or so since that feature became available because I'm a bit of a digital pack rat. And uh, there's a graph on the Twitter uh, download archive of tweets over time. And the graph for me is just like, first couple of years it's ramping up because I was getting into Twitter more. Then it's just like a bunch of tweets and then it just starts going down <laughs> right around like, I don't know, maybe 2012. Uh, and it's like now I probably tweet like one one hundredth as much as I used to back in like yeah. you know, peak posting days. And that that graph is basically the exact graph of how comfortable I feel expressing my opinion <laughs> in general. <laughs> because Aww. that's what Twitter is, right? Like it's the it's the place where you just go and have an opinion publicly. And for a long time Weird. I felt extremely comfortable in my classic yeah, yeah. privileged white man way. Just, uh, you know, posting all my thoughts and feelings. Uh, and now I feel very, very aware and hesitant of doing it for the exact reason you mentioned. That, like, I feel like I try and follow people that are informed and know something about a topic. And when I do that, the only way I feel afterwards is, wow, I am not as informed as any of these people. Therefore, right. what could I possibly contribute to any conversation about anything? I know. Like, so I don't even feel like I know enough about Bernie to know what to even say about it. Like, yeah, he seemed like he had some good ideas. I don't know, man. Well, we don't have that then. I didn't know if you had thoughts. No, I want to hear what you have to say, but I will preface this conversation with a nightmare I had two nights ago. Tell me about where, your nightmare. <laughs> where I was, uh, instead of the head of design at Help Scout, I was the principal at Help Scout High School. (laughs) (laughs) Our company was suddenly a high school. And instead of giving a design critique, I was in front of the school leading an assembly. And one like snotty nosed kid raises his hand and is just like, who did you vote for in the last election? And (laughs) our head of HR, who was acting as like the school's like guidance counselor or whatever pipes up and is just like she can't answer that question and i was like yeah we're not going to get into that right now but then i like looked at him and i was just kind of like don't worry it wasn't trump (laughs) this was your nightmare you were giving a presentation (laughs) and were pressed for your political opinion on something by an imaginary (laughs) child yeah but you know the way that like high school kids they'll ask questions but in a way that it's like they're not asking because they're interested in the answer. They're just like interested in stirring something up. Right. Yeah. You mean and every question a high school kid ever asks because right, how many yeah. high school kids are actually genuinely curious to learn things. Right. Exactly. So you have to like stand there and smile and like put on this air of uh, curiosity and compassion for the snot nosed asshole who's really just trying to disrupt shit. 
Have you and... taught a lot of high schoolers? What is your exposure <laughs> to high schoolers? I was one. What do you mean? Well, yeah, but that was like ages ago. Do you feel like you can remember it that clearly? Yeah. Well, I guess I've taught a couple of workshops since then to high schoolers, but those are usually kids who are interested in what you're there to learn. So it's not like all high school kids are that way. No, but... not all of them, but I would say the majority probably. At least in <laughs> yeah. my high school experience, the majority of people asking questions were had some ulterior motive that was not learning. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's a very interesting so idea, are you, Linda. So are you a big Bernie head? Are you like, do you have a cardboard <sighs> cutout in your front yard? Oh, boy. Are you like anti-Bernie? Are you like, no? Uh, no, I, I am not anti-Bernie. I voted for him in the primary in 2016, and then I voted for Hillary in the general, like a responsible adult that <laughs> would right. like to avoid the world we live in now and has some sense of ramifications for your actions. Good. Uh, trying hard not to throw shade at people that like hate voted or, you know, protest voted. Um, no, I, uh, I like Bernie. I think his politics are like his actual policies. If you look at them coldly in black and white on his website or whatever are very close to the policies that I would want to support wholeheartedly. Um, and, uh, yeah, the thing I've been struggling with is that you, you mentioned like, you know, are you a Bernie head? Are you a Bernie bro? And there's this, there's this like, cult of personality <laughs> around him. And then in response to that cult of personality, there is this like very visceral backlash from, uh, the people that do not like that cult of personality and do not like Bernie Sanders. And, uh, I don't know. I, I, I went out of my way to follow a lot of different kinds of people on Twitter. Not like... I'm not one of these people that like follows conservative people on Twitter because I'm not a masochist, but right. um, you know, like I, I specifically during the 2016 election had lots of people in my feed that were very pro Bernie and lots of people that were like considerably anti Bernie, and they're still in my feed because I haven't changed who I followed since then, really, because I haven't been using Twitter. Uh, yeah. But when he announced, I kind of got back on there because I, I don't know, I guess I have a death wish and just want to suffer. Uh, <laughs> and there's just a lot of people that don't really really viscerally don't like this guy and it it it, it like kind of throws me off because uh I, I can say that at least the people i follow on twitter here's another thing that throws me off we can, we can talk about this in maybe a more <laughs> let's talk about this in a more specific and less political lens because i had this exact same feeling when i saw another tweet uh earlier this week that Ooh. made me feel bad and sad yeah. and also like yeah. self-reflective in a way that was maybe good but also just made me sad mostly and the tweet was something to the effect of, I'm paraphrasing, uh, welcome to Twitter. Uh, it, it, was, it was talking to a woman. It was directed at women. It was like, women, welcome to Twitter. You will each be assigned uh, a married oh, man yeah. that only follows women and will fave all your tweets. Uh, yeah. And I was like, I was so upset because I, uh, I've, I've mentioned this publicly before, but right around... I don't know, maybe like seven years ago or so, when I started to become a little more socially conscious, uh, I had the realization that I followed almost exclusively dudes on Twitter because I was in like design Twitter circles and I was just following people that, you know, I aspired to be like and I was kind of all wrapped up in that sense of identity. And so I was mostly following people that were dudes. I had that realization. And so I made a very concerted effort to unfollow a large number of them I didn't care about and really mostly just follow women and people of color on Twitter from that point on. And that's not a hard rule. Like, uh, I will make an exception, but, you know, the person that is... It's a good thing to check yourself on, yeah. That's what I thought. But then I read this tweet, 
And and then like, and then I, I am. I think I I try very hard. I feel like I'm just fucking defending myself against an attack that no one attacked me for. But that's yeah, how I feel. I I mean I, I try hard to not like be reply guy, obviously, and to like read the room. <sighs> and uh, I have a rule for myself too, which is like if I reply to somebody and they don't respond at all, then I'll like kind of take them off my reply to this person list. If I reply to a stranger that doesn't reply right. back, I'm like, all right, this person. I'm just gonna keep doing it. Right. Uh, I'm just not gonna keep replying to this person. But uh, I don't know. I felt like uh, I felt like this person's tweet was talking about me, even though <laughs> I tried hard not to be a monster. Well, I felt okay, bad about it, and I feel the same way when I see tweets about Bernie and Bernie supporters, where it's like all these people just like Bernie, and it's like, well, yeah, just I, lumping I, I him do, in, but <laughs> just because you technically apply to a category, it just removes all of the individuality from it. But let me unpack that tweet in a different way. So first of all, I think it's like a good practice to think about that tweet if it only had like five likes and then then think about how you might think about it you might be like oh this person must have had a weird experience and this is their way of venting like i get that um and then there's this like <sighs> okay so and to be clear just to be <laughs> clear, I, i'm happy for you to talk about you don't need to explain this to me like i get that this is a behavior that women have to deal with all the time. And I get no, that it's I'm frustrating to, and no, I get that I'm taking this thing and making it about me, no, 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 no. but I'm getting into a whole different perspective that I have. Okay. I want the floor right now. Uh, you've got so, the floor. <laughs> that's just the first thing that I'm pressing my situation wow. with. I just walked by a really cute guy and he looked at me. Oh my God. Anyways. <laughs> you should carry Sorry, on cards got... and have the podcast URL on it. Yeah. I just got so sidetracked. too. so cute. Um, Anyways, so my problem with that is that, like, calling out the married thing in particular is, like, are we saying that, I feel like that's a really old and shitty way to think of marriage, that, like, married people are not allowed to interact with other people who are of opposite genders. I feel like that's going against feminism. That's, like, uh, if they look at your tweets and things and are constantly commenting and liking them and never saying anything remotely like flirtatious or whatever like they could just be a professional fan of yours and like we're, we should be allowed to live in a world where that's normal for people of all genders and sexualities and whatever to, to do to each other like we should all be able to respect each other in that way. So I feel like as a feminist and as a woman, if I start to think that way myself about some of these dude followers, you can be like, oh, they're being creepy. And then I'm like, are they being creepy? Or am I just like applying this like old masculine construct that doesn't exist anymore or that I don't want to exist anymore to this person? Um, and the truth, like the answer to that is just, you, you can't know. You can't know if like what they're, true deep down uh motives are like if they're like secretly maybe one day i'll run into them at a conference and they'll remember me from the internet and they'll be like we should have an affair <laughs> and yeah but it sucks you know, to, have like, to even think about that right like you right. can never know and you have you want to assume people have the best intentions but i think part of the toxicity of it is that you have to wonder because not everyone right. does exactly and then uh Another thing that I don't like is that I remember when I was a married woman, all of the cute design dudes I would follow because they were cute. <laughs> and 
like I think that this is just something that exists for everybody where and that, that's just me admitting a really big thing you know like I wasn't like trying to do anything harmful to my relationship or anything like that but like people catch your eye just in general and you're like I don't know it's a bias that I think we're all programmed with and yeah. I think that women probably do this just as much as men. Well, I I think you're maybe right. I, I do think that there's like a, a power disparity there that makes it not exactly the same. Because if a man is at a conference, he doesn't need to be afraid of his Twitter followers of that are women that followed him because he's got a cool beard. Right, and right, right, right. Whereas a woman does have to think about that, which totally changes the dynamic. Um, yeah. And in a lot of ways, like, uh, I... And I, here's the other thing, like, I am also prone to a Twitter crush, right? Uh, but the thing about a Twitter crush is that y- you're seeing what? The f- little, like, fucking avatar of somebody? It's like 50 pixels? Like, for me, exactly. a Twitter crush is like the least shallow kind of crush because it's like, I am intellectually charmed by this person's wit and perspective, right? Like, I, right. I, I think it's interesting the things they choose to post on here. And, like, that's, that can be regardless of, like, gender identity or whatever. Like, I just, I, I, I'm definitely prone to, like, this person, I wish they were my friend. <laughs> I wish right. we hung out because I have this, yeah. like, kind of social uh, feeling towards them. Um, exactly. Exactly. And I think that you're right about the um, implications. And I think that some of the stuff that tweet got into with how those men, and it wasn't in the original tweet, but it was in the thread that followed. Oh, so you saw this thread, too. It, Oh, yeah, it was that men, um, then, like, if you ignore them, they'll start to get aggressive, or they'll call you a cunt, and there is this, like, very aggressive, um, entitled behavior that follows, and so I think that that uh, does suck, and I think that's one of the things that creates pause when you see a person follow and like a bunch of your stuff. You're like, oh, God, is this one of those creepy dudes who's going to do that stuff? Like, I think some people, like, I don't know, I I just don't want to scare men off from following women on Twitter. Right, and that's like the feeling that I have, the feeling I have about that is like, all right, read that tweet. First of all, feel very seen. Be like, God damn it, I'm out here faving tweets. I mean, fuck, we became friends because of me (laughs) faving your tweets on Twitter, basically. Exactly. uh, So, like, feel very seen, uh, and then, like, wonder if, like, how much I am contributing to the behavior that this person is identifying, and lots of people are clearly, you know, responding to and feel that kind of like resounding inside of them because they're retweeting it. Uh, and then the, the question is like, all right, uh, I, I've had my fair share of like come to Jesus moments when I realized like I was part of some social problem with my behavior in the past 10 years. Uh, and so like I'm, I, I can do that. But then it's like, all right, what is, the, what is the solution? Like either I'm part of the problem and I guess stop using Twitter or stop following so many women uh, or... I don't know what, or I have to say I'm not part of the problem, and I don't feel like I'm qualified to say that because, like, who knows? <laughs> like, I can't just decide that my way of interacting with people is fine. Like, it's up to each of them individually to decide whether or not that thing is fine. Yep, exactly. <sighs> and it's just, it's, it's just, very it's exhausting. And to me, that's fucking Twitter. Like, I open this thing, I read this one tweet, and then I, like, spin off in, like, a little tornado of, like, how bad am I? Am I a monster? And if I'm not a monster, how much? And oh, you can't decide you're not a monster. That makes you a monster. Right. I've been thinking you can decide you're not a monster. Yeah. And I just fucking close Twitter and never open it ever again. And I think this is where the Twitter conundrum comes from. Because I think some people are talking about like really important things. But in that one in particular, it's kind of like creating its own little paradox where you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Like, 
because there's a whole different group yeah. of people who are like literally counting people's uh, followers or no, pe- the people that they follow and they'll like look at people's profiles and say, well, this guy only follows like 20% women. So he's an asshole. And, uh, yeah. and, and I, I hate that kind of judging too, because yeah, I don't know. Like, what, what are you supposed to do? What's anyone supposed to do? Just don't be a dick. Just don't be the kind of asshole who like expects a certain type of attention from women, first of all. And like create a diverse, uh, group of people on your network get a get a big group of opinions and not just build like one little white dude echo chamber for yourself but, right. and that yeah. is why I find myself in the same position re Bernard Sanders because <laughs> I mean I, I, I feel at least my experience at this I don't know how much this actually breaks down on this line as it seems to but uh, I I know a lot of Bernie supporters and I would say like the breakdown there, like in terms of like presenting gender wise is like somewhat equal, if not leaning like mostly men. Uh, But the people that really hate Bernie Sanders in like my feed are almost exclusively women. There's a couple dudes here and there, Uh, Really, but it's almost exclusively women. And uh, that's why it gets to me, right? Because I'm comfortable disagreeing with large groups of people, right? Like I can look at libertarians and Republicans and just be like, you're, I'm writing you off completely. <laughs> like I don't, yeah. I don't feel uh, like judged by you disagreeing with me. I don't feel anything, you know, I don't, I don't even really feel any self-reflection. I'm like, look, you, I think you have a misunderstanding of how the world works and it's a shame, but uh, that's kind of where I'm at with you. But then yeah. here it's like, because of this breakdown, because almost all of the vocal critics of Bernie Sanders in my feed are women. And because they're saying things like Bernie Sanders is running for president. So I have, I'm going to be talking about it at therapy for the next three months. Right. It clearly has a very strong personal effect on them. Right. Like they, like they're almost like haunted by this thing. Uh, Why are they so haunted? Like Donald Trump is president. How, like, how is he worse than, I don't know. I can't can't speak for them. I think a lot of the criticism that I see, uh, stems from the 2016 campaign. And I think a lot of people that were very big fans of Hillary Clinton by the very nature that like he ran against her and they had to have debates and they had to highlight the differences between them. Uh, I think that frustrated a lot of people and kind of threw that into stark relief, but I don't actually really promoted her once, once she, uh, once she won the democratic vote he supported her yeah he I mean, was a little I bit, he was a little bit like... slow to which i even you could find tweets of mine at the time because uh i voted for him like i said in the primary but then i actually thought that he didn't uh drop his campaign and support her quickly enough because uh, i think yeah. he kind of underestimated the reality of trump actually winning the election and if he had mm. felt that trump was a genuine threat he might have dropped that sooner but him not dropping it had the very real effect of pushing the entire Democratic Party further to the left, further further towards my policies, right? Uh, yeah. Like, now, the things that he was running on in 2016 that were, like, totally goofball, off-the-wall, you know, politics that he's been, you know, campaigning on in every election for the past 30 years, now it's, like, what every, every Democratic candidate's running on. Like, everybody's, like, some form of health care for all and, you know, some form of higher-working uh, minimum wage and all that kind of stuff. So I think, I don't know... I, at the time, I was frustrated. In hindsight, I actually think he did manage to push the Democratic Party to the left, and who knows if him supporting her sooner would have had an effect on the election. But, but yeah, because it's 
because the criticism is coming from a group of people that I have explicitly trained myself for the past five or six years to be like, you have to listen to these people because you don't understand their perspective and you need to in order to not be like a shithead, uh, it hits me much harder. And I, I'm not comfortable just being like, you know, agree to disagree. It just, it makes me, I don't know. It makes me spin yeah. out. Man, are you sure Twitter is good for you? you no, I'm sure like... it's not. <laughs> you sound like you're ready to punch a camel in its face. I'm sure it's not good for me. It cuts the consequences. Punch yeah, a camel I... in its face? What are you talking about? I don't know. That's just something I imagined you doing with this kind of energy you're holding right now. Hurting like a it's pure, like... innocent camel? <laughs> a pure being. I think I said that because I'm reading a book right now. Um totally unrelated and it had a whole moment in it where it describes a camel who laid on its owner um <laughs> just a, a very stubborn camel just decided to like lay down on its caretaker did it crush and, him to like, death i think so they had to like use a bulldozer to tow the camel <laughs> off of him <laughs> they had to like tie a rope oh around it God. and <laughs> anyways so, sounds yeah, like more than lazy story. to me yeah he was just stubborn. So, I don't know, man. I, I need to do some more uh, reading up on my politics right now. Because, like, last I heard, we have, like, six female candidates right now. So, yeah. uh, I want to read up heavily on each of them. Like, it would be dope as fuck if we could not have another white dude in office. That would be great. I like, agree. Like, if we could get a lady would, in there. I would love or a to person vote of for, color. I would love to vote for a woman or a person of color. But I also, I also feel this thing where it's like, that's not who I'm, that's not going to decide who I vote for, right? Like, that could be a tiebreaker, but I want to, the reason I would want to vote for a woman or person of color is because I believe that their perspective would benefit people that have been disenfranchised by the system because the system's been built and controlled by white men. But right. a lot of these people, like Kamala Harris, for example, she's a white, uh, she's a woman and a person of color, but her, like, history on criminal justice is terrible she's been like locking people of color up forever for like minor drug crimes and like it's just like her policies don't are, are not yeah. good and so it's like I'm, I'm not gonna vote for somebody because of their identity uh yeah I vote for someone because if not their well right. of course not of course not I but know. i feel like it's, i am up. just going to i well I, I obviously i'm not gonna vote for somebody just because of the those things but i think that it's like a priority that we all need to take to uh, investigate and to do our right. research on those people and their policies and not just do what happens with, I don't know, some elections in the past where people are like, well, they're probably not going to win, so I'll just, like, do a little bit of reading up on my favorite white guy who probably will win and yeah. figure out which one of those I'm going to vote for. No, I agree. I, I, I would love, like, for example, uh, I know you say you don't follow politics much. Do you, like, know who Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is? Yeah, so she's I, been like, tweeting up a storm, right? Like she's, she's the one who's like coaching other people on how fabulous. to use Twitter. She is incredible. Yeah. Her politics are amazing. Like I would vote for her for everything until I die. Like <laughs> let her run for any office, I will vote for her a hundred percent. Yeah, and and yeah, it's like uh, even yeah, like that's the thing. I, I want I want people that uh, are not white dudes that I can vote for that have policies that <laughs> I think are going to benefit the most non-white dude constituents. It's just, the whole thing is very fraught, and I feel very fraught about it. Uh, man, yeah, 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 yeah. Send, yeah, me, yeah. Some, uh, send me some examples when you find them. If you find, I love it when 
there are these like really nicely designed pages that come out that fully explain like each candidate's history and background and where they stand on each policy. Um, those are always great to find. Yeah, it'll be more interesting to. It's hard to have practical conversations at this point because who knows how the actual field is going to shake out and what choices we'll have to make. Uh, yeah, and all the dirt hasn't come out about everyone yet. You know, like right now, each campaign is digging for each opponent's dirty sides. Yeah, all the shit's about to come up. It's going to be great. So we'll see. Um, yeah. But, uh, hey, who do we have to thank for this week's ep? Good question. Let me pull up my little spreadsheet here. All right, this week's episode of Earth to Linda is brought to you by Hope Armstrong. Thank you, Hope, Hope. Armstrong. Do you know Hope? Hope? Hope Armstrong. Hope Armstrong. Hope Armstrong. Was that good? That's what you get. You pay $4, which is how much it costs us to bring an episode to you, and Linda makes you a little ditty that you are obligated legally to make your voicemail. So, uh, <laughs> Hope, um, that's your new voicemail. I hope you like it. And uh, if yep. you want to sponsor an episode of Earth to Linda, just send me $4 through Venmo or Square Cash. My, uh, yeah. my handle on both is just Andy Mangold. No spaces. And I just, I just also, man, this part, uh, this episode hurts. I feel like I'm going to be worried when this one comes out, because we talked about some Hot issues, you know? Like, <laughs> I don't think we said anything controversial, woo! did we? I hope not. I just feel like... I'm in one of those places right now where I feel like everything I say is going to make someone mad. Like, I have good intentions, but I'm just trying to lay low because I feel like... What makes you feel that way? I think it's not that I'm doing anything particularly wrong. I just think that everyone's mad right now for oh. good reason. You're just saying like, there's, like, there's like an air of anger, and if you venture out into that world, you're going to get hit by something. Oh, Yeah. Like ooh yeah ooh, so <laughs> ooh, yeah, if, ooh, if we if we offended anyone feel feel free start a DM with me and Angie <laughs> go ahead and tell yeah. us how start wrong a group DM and tell me why I'm a sexist for liking Bernie Sanders and tell yeah. Linda why she's part of the problem for not reading and more why about I'm politics. anti-feminist yeah or whatever yeah yeah. I feel better now. All right. Please, everybody, get on Twitter and tell me how uh, offended you are that I made the, the tweet about women on Twitter about me. That's what I want to hear. Yep. Made it all about you, mm -hmm. you goddamn asshole. Look, I'm, look, I'm very important to me. <laughs> I'll say it. <laughs> I'll say it. That's true. Hot button issues. All right, so next week, Linda, what? We're going to cover abortion and uh, <laughs> the Israeli state and how we feel about Israel-Palestine. Um, what yeah. else? What else do you want to cover? Oh, we can talk about Green Book. I'm so upset because I watched like every single movie for the Oscars, which was last night, and you wanted to talk about politics instead. I don't know what Green Book <laughs> is. Oh my god! <laughs> You're welcome uh, to drive this show whenever you want, Linda. You just say, Andy, I've got a topic. Please shut your pie hole about whatever it is you're talking about. Well, I would love for you to do that. You have a dominating personality. God Sorry damn it. You sense. also have a dominating personality, Linda. Come on. <laughs> You're just more dominating. Do you think? Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we'll call I'm this episode go. Andy Silences a Woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's so painful. I'm going to go to spin class. All right. We'll talk about the Oscars next time. What 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 homework and research should I do to have an informed conversation about the Oscars? Look at look at who won what. That will record a week the, late and then we'll come out a month and a half later. Yeah. Just just look at who won what and look at the pictures and the trailers. Okay. I'll That's do that. all. Okay. All right. I love I love you, Andy. I love you too, Linda. Have a great spin class. All right. Bye. Bye.